48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. A US court finds a former Hong Kong government minister guilty in a huge international fraud case. A prominent engineer warns that checking just 1% of steel bars at the Hung Hom MTR station is futile and dangerous. And the chief financial officer of Huawei is arrested in Canada. Former Hong Kong Home Affairs Secretary Patrick Ho has been found guilty of bribing African heads of state to secure oil rights for a Chinese energy conglomerate by a jury in New York. Sentencing has been scheduled for March the 14th. Mike Wheats has a story. Patrick Ho's defence had vigorously denied accusations that large payments he made to the leaders of two African nations were intended to advance the interests of a Chinese energy conglomerate. But the New York jury found him guilty of seven out of eight counts, including conspiracy, money laundering and violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. He was cleared on one count of money laundering. The payments included two million US dollars delivered in gift boxes to the president of Chad in 2014, as well as bribes to the president and foreign minister of Uganda. Mr Ho had a career as an ophthalmologist before serving as Hong Kong's Home Affairs Minister from 2002 to 2007. But since leaving the government, he had headed up an NGO linked to CEFC China Energy. It's that position, prosecutors said, that he used to befriend influential politicians and line their pockets on behalf of the energy firm. Mr Ho did not testify during his seven-day trial. He has spent the past year behind bars in a New York detention centre. He'll be sentenced on March the 14th and faces maximum penalties of between five and 20 years for each offence. Shares of Hopewell have surged more than 30% after the company unveiled a privatisation plan. A consortium led by its chairman, Gordon Wu, has offered to take the property and infrastructure firm private for more than $21.2 billion. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange last night, the company, which listed its shares in 1980, said the deal would allow shareholders to exit their investment amid increased market volatility and uncertainty. It's offering to buy back shares that it doesn't hold at $38.80 each, and nearly 40 27% premium over the stock's previous close. Hopewell shares have been suspended from training since Monday, but surged more than 31% to $34.80, the highest level in more than 11 years, as trading resumed this morning. Engineer Albert Lai says the government and the MTR Corporation are embarking on a futile and dangerous exercise by inspecting less than 1% of steel bars in order to test the structural integrity of Hong Hum Station. Following allegations that reinforcement bars were cut too short, the government yesterday approved plans to dig up more than 80 locations for inspection. Mr Lai from the Professional Commons Think Tank says at this rate there's a 90% chance that the MTRC will reach the wrong conclusion. He said 5% is a minimum sample size. 1% is certainly not enough. And the government and the MTRC has to give us more details about how it arrived at this suggestion of inspecting less than 1% of the reinforcing bars. Otherwise, the whole exercise will be futile. The man who exposed the scandal at the Hong Hum station says the MTRC's willingness to dig up the platform reflects a change in attitude, as it had previously rejected the idea. China Technologies Managing Director Jason Poon also said the rail company had even refused to accept the possibility that steel bars were cut too short. But he also believed the sample size for inspections should be much bigger and be taken from more locations on the platform. He said the rail firm had underestimated the number of steel bars affected.
Government advisers on legal reforms say they provisionally back introducing an archives law. The Law Reform Commission is asking for public views for three months on whether they want such laws. However, it didn't say if destroying records should be an offence. The Commission said an archiving authority should adopt a case-specific approach in overseeing public records management. The mainland technology giant Huawei says it's unaware of any wrongdoing by its chief financial officer, who's been arrested in Canada and faces extradition to the United States. Meng Wanzhou is the daughter of the company's founder. Beijing has called for her immediate release. Here's the BBC's Dave Lee. Meng Wanzhou was arrested on Sunday, a spokesman for Canada's Justice Department said. A hearing is due to be held on Friday. She faces extradition to the US, where it is understood she is accused of breaking the country's trade sanctions with Iran. US authorities announced they were investigating Huawei's activities back in April. In a statement, Huawei said it had been given very little information regarding the charges and was not aware of any wrongdoing by Ms Meng. The government has proposed raising the maximum tax-deductible limit for employees' voluntary MPF contributions and deferred annuity premiums from the current $36,000 to $60,000. The new arrangement will also be expanded to cover deferred annuity premiums for a taxpayer's spouse. In a document submitted to LegCo, the Financial Services and the Treasury Bureau said they hope the plan can encourage people to better prepare for their retirement by contributing more to their MPF accounts or through buying annuities. A new global climate study says carbon dioxide emissions will reach a record high this year, caused mainly by the burning of coal in China and the increasing use of cars. The research says worldwide CO2 output, sorry, worldwide CO2 output is projected to rise by 2.7% this year compared to 2017. The research, published in journals including Nature, has been presented at a global climate talk in the Polish city of Katowice. Happy Kalambwe is the climate and energy political advisor for the campaign group Greenpeace. We're getting to a point where each and every country is starting to see the impacts of climate change, not only as a global issue, but also as a national issue. And if that is the case, uh, which I believe it is, we'll start to hear that the conversation become more robust and the rule book might just be much more stronger than we initially perceived. The U.S. Marine Corps says two of its aircraft have been involved in what it described as a mishap in Japan. Reports in U.S. media say the two planes crashed when they were refueling mid-air. Here's the BBC's Rupert Wingfield-Hayes. It appears that a U.S. Marine Corps F-18 fighter jet was attempting to refuel from a KC-130 tanker aircraft in the middle of the night when the mishap occurred. There were two crew aboard the F-18 fighter jet and another five on board the tanker. Six of them are now listed as missing and a search and rescue operation is underway. A statement from the US Marine Corps now says one of the aircrew has been recovered and is undergoing medical checks at a US base in Japan. The French government is abandoning its plans to increase fuel taxes, which prompted weeks of sometimes violent demonstrations. Four people died and hundreds were injured. After suspending the measure temporarily earlier this week, the Prime Minister, Edouard Philippe, has announced it'll be dropped altogether from legislation on next year's budget. He said the government had to maintain peace. Si l'État doit rester fort et ferme, if the state is to remain strong and firm, it is first of all the guarantor of public peace. To set the course and hold it is necessary in order to govern France. And, as I said yesterday, no tax is worth putting the unity of the nation in danger. 
A key political party in Northern Ireland is reported to have said it won't bring down the British Prime Minister if her Brexit deal is defeated in Parliament next week. Some MPs have hinted they'll demand a vote of confidence if Theresa May's Brexit deal is rejected by Parliament. But Eurosceptic MPs say the DUP, whose backing the British government relies on for its parliamentary majority, would support her leadership. They say this support would be withdrawn if her current deal is approved. A series of confidential emails between senior figures at Facebook have revealed the social media giant gave some companies preferential access to users' data. That means the firms could see information about users' friends even after Facebook announced it was limiting how much data was available to developers. The emails were seized from a company involved in a legal dispute with Facebook by a British Parliamentary Committee. Its chairman, Damien Collins, said their content should worry Facebook users. Data is the currency of Facebook. It's how it makes its money. It makes money out of the data it gathers from the users on its platform. And it makes that data available to advertisers and to developers. And therefore, I think people should ask themselves, do they feel they've given their informed consent for their data to be used in this way? The Russian president, Vladimir Putin, has promised to respond in kind if the United States pulls out of a Cold War nuclear arms control treaty and develops new missiles. On Tuesday, the United States issued a 60-day ultimatum to Russia, which it accuses of breaching the 30-year-old treaty banning short- and medium-range ground-launched missiles. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. The 1987 Intermediate-Range Nuclear Forces Treaty is under serious strain. Speaking on Russian television, Vladimir Putin said he didn't want to withdraw from it. He accused the United States of undermining the treaty deliberately in order to develop new generation weapons while trying to blame Russia. Both sides have accused each other of already breaching its terms. NATO has publicly backed the US. The treaty only binds Russia and the US. The body of the former US President George H.W. Bush has been flown to Texas following his state funeral in Washington. It'll lie at the Episcopal Church where the Bush family have worshipped for decades before the interment tonight at his presidential library in College Station. He died on Friday, aged 94. His service was attended by world leaders, President Trump and all surviving former US presidents. In an emotional eulogy, Mr Bush's son, George W. Bush, said it was some comfort that his father was now with his mother and sister Robin, who died when she was a child. We're going to miss you. Your decency, sincerity and kind soul will stay with us forever. So through our tears, let us know the blessings of knowing and loving you, a great and noble man, the best father a son or daughter could have. And in our grief, let us smile knowing that Dad is hugging Robin and holding Mom's hand again. An appeals court in Austria has upheld the acquittal of a man accused of fraud for importing large quantities of old and damaged euro coins from China. He'd been detained early this year with more than 100 kilos of coins in his car. They came from scrapped cars and washing machines that had been sent to China to be recycled. The court confirmed he'd done nothing illegal. Financial news now and in currencies. The US dollar is trading at 112.67 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 13 cents and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 94 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 26,125. That's 694 points down on the previous close. Market turnover was $49.9 billion. And now the latest sports. Here's Adam Jung. 
first to football. Liverpool have cut the gap on the English Premier League leaders Manchester City back to two points again. Liverpool came from behind to win 3-1 at Burnley. Here's the BBC's Vicky Sparks. Seven changes, but Liverpool still get the job done. Coming from behind, thanks to goals from Milner, substitute Firmino and Shakiri after Corker put Burnley ahead early in the second half. Burnley really fought tonight, but Liverpool moved to within two points again of Manchester City. But concern over Joe Gomez stretched it off with an ankle injury. As you heard, Gomez left the game on a stretcher after he was tackled by Burnley's Ben Mee in the first half. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp lashed out at Burnley and the referee. I said after the first challenge, I don't know who did it, like sliding tackling of six, seven yards coming in, getting the ball, everybody likes it. I said to Ref, please, just maybe it was no foul, but please tell them you cannot do that. Because nobody can judge that. Eh? Nobody, you get the ball, nice, but you always, it's like bowling. Because you get the other one, the player as well. And then that's exactly what happened in the, in the left corner. It was four or five times. Everyone no foul, everybody likes it, stuff. But you have to be careful right, in circumstances like that. Joe is injured, and probably not only a little bit. We have to see that. We don't know it in a moment. We send him home. And we, have to, we have to see tomorrow. But that's, we have to see. But it's ankle, yes. There was a major setback for Chelsea, who lost 2-1 at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Tottenham took advantage by moving up to third. Spurs won 3-1 at home over Southampton. Arsenal are fifth after a 2-2 draw away at Manchester United. The BBC's John Murray has more from Old Trafford. It ends as a 2-2 draw and hands are shaken. Unai Emery on his first visit here as the Arsenal manager turns and and shakes hands with Jose Mourinho who made seven changes for this match tonight and walks away now across the pitch towards the tunnel with his hands in his pockets. United held 2-2. Everton and Newcastle finish 1-0 at Goodison Park. Claudio Ranieri's Fulham side went up against his former club Leicester City at Craven Cottage. The two sides finish 1-0. The Denver Nuggets have taken sole possession of first place in the NBA's Western Conference after beating the Orlando Magic 124-118 in overtime. Jamal Murray led Denver with 31 points. The Nuggets' seventh straight win put them one game above the LA Clippers, who lost 96-86 in Memphis. Steph Curry scored 42 points, including nine threes as the Golden State Warriors routed the Cleveland Cavaliers 129-105. The league-leading Toronto Raptors are back on the winning column. They beat Philadelphia 113-103, behind 36 points from Kawhi Leonard. And that's your look at sports. Thanks to Adam Jung there. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. A US court finds former Hong Kong government minister Patrick Ho guilty in a huge international fraud case. A prominent engineer warns that just checking 1% of steel bars at the Hong Hum MTR station is futile and dangerous. And the chief financial officer of Huawei is arrested in Canada. The news from RTHK. Radio 3, live on the web, rthk.org.hk.